Hi everyone, this is Laura Bowen, Executive Director for USTA Florida, and welcome back to our Here to Serve podcast. Last week, we tackled a big topic with adult leagues, and this week we have an equally big topic as we tackle youth tournaments. And I am very happy to be joined by Jason Gilbert, who is USTA Florida's Director of Youth Tennis and has been with us since 2013. But that's not the only role that Jason plays. He is the immediate past president of USPTA Florida, and he is a current member of the USPTA National Board. We're very lucky to have him. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jason. Thanks, Laura. Great to be here. So we have a lot to cover. Uh, your topic's a pretty big one, so I'm going to just jump right in. USTA Florida was built on junior tennis. Anybody from Florida knows this. We have a stellar reputation for being a leader in this space. So can you talk a little bit about the impact that COVID-19 and the suspension of programs has had on our tournament players and our providers? Absolutely, Laura. First, uh, a big shout out to our Florida junior competitive players. I mean, our section has such a rich history and our overall strength of field as a section is just one of the very best in the nation. And that's based solely on merit. So congratulations to all our players. Um, the impact with the pandemic has been extremely challenging to say the least for not only our players and providers, but the entire tennis ecosystem in general. Everyone has had to adapt to the safety restrictions that are in place to protect all of us as a society. One of the many attributes that make our Florida players so strong is their ability to adapt to challenges no matter the circumstances. I've heard from and spoken to many of our players who have been concentrating and focusing on what they can do as opposed to what they can't do at this time. And that relates to overall technical, tactical, physical, and mental development. Laura, it's been very inspiring. And as it relates to our providers' impact and challenges, it is very clear that they're at the mercy of their facilities where they run their tournaments. Our team communicates consistently with our Florida providers, and each one of them face a series of different restrictions at their facilities, which would hinder or restrict tournaments uh, of large group or organized play at this time. Uh, many of these clubs or, or public facilities have officially reopened and are currently in a phase one of operations. For some of our providers, tournaments are their main source of income. So needless to say, the suspension has created some serious challenges. Yeah, I think you raised a couple of really great points there. I mean, I've seen these youth players online, on social media, doing their training, and they make me feel very lazy. Uh, you know, when I'm watching them, they're training really hard and they're still working very hard. And I know they want to get out there as soon as they can. But like you said, even even with the facilities we manage, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of what the facility, your municipality will allow. And here in Florida, we're still in phase one. So, you know, it very much is a wait and see game. And, um, you know, I just really appreciate all the communication that you're having with with the players and also with the providers. It's been very, very helpful. So let's talk a little bit about what your team has been working on since the tournaments have been suspended. So our team is working on several important areas that has really resulted due to the suspension. So first, we've been refunding all tournament directors their sanctioning fees on the tournaments that were canceled within the suspension time period. And we will continue to do so until we resume play. 
And that's very important that we do that in a timely fashion. Secondly, we are in constant communication with our entire tournament ecosystem, which includes our players, our parents, our tournament directors, our coaches, and officials. And at this time, in order for us to make good decisions, we need information or data that gives us a clear picture of what our Florida tournament landscape or infrastructure looks like. On top of that, we're working very hard to prepare for our 2021 junior competitive tournament schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that I'm glad you brought that up because while COVID's happening and we're trying to manage, you know, all of the changes being thrown at us with the COVID environment, we also have this major tournament realignment piece that's uh, coming up in 2021. So I know your team has been busy kind of playing double duty and uh, really appreciate the work that they're doing on on both fronts. And I know our players are going to hear more about that in the near future for sure. Now, um, you know, we heard a few days ago that uh, USTA had made the decision to cancel the National Clay Court events, which were going to be held uh, early in July here in Florida. And I know you and the player development managers had a lot of discussions about these national level tournaments. So can you tell me a little bit about how you feel about that decision and, and the decisions overall regarding national events? Yeah, Laura, that was a very difficult decision, but a smart decision. Uh, and that was based on overall safety for everyone. And I'm sure that the medical advisory team looked at this very closely and determined that the national travel and large group gathering at that time was, was an increased risk. Uh, as it relates to restarting tournaments, I believe that we need to concentrate on the bottom up as opposed to the top down. And what I mean by that is the idea of supporting local play first, then moving to sectional play, and then when the data shows that our national infrastructure is operational enough, then we can move to national play, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes total sense to to us. And I know it's similar to the conversations we had with Christine about her programs is local first. You know, let's get that right. Let's make sure everybody's safe. So let's talk a little bit about local play since that's kind of where it's at. Um, what are some of the things that our providers or tournament directors are going to have to consider when they rethink how tournaments are played? Great question, Laura, and great segue into that question. Um, the best answer really revolves solely on safety and working with their facility, county, and state restrictions in order to first determine what they can do. At that point, our tournament directors would need to think about providing safety precautions with every aspect associated with, that, with their tournaments, which includes things like possible temperature checks, outside the facility, a valet bathroom procedure to limit the amount of people in the bathroom at one time, taking down score tenders, restricting handshakes or fist bumping. All spectators might need to wear masks and determine where they would be seated. Increased company cleaning and sanitized procedures. Uh, most importantly, the idea of restricting group gathering around a centralized tournament desk. But as you can see, many things our providers need to think about in order to put together a tournament. Yeah, time. and you, you know, one of the things when I mentioned the different hats that you wear that I think this whole situation has shined a huge light on is the holistic relationship that facilities, 
and individuals and these organizations have. Um, it's not a one-person show here by any means. And what USPTA has really done with its COVID group and coming out with some of these best practices and idea sharing has really helped us greatly in determining, okay, these are the things we we have to think about. And so um, kudos to you and, and um, also to Frank, who we interviewed in our very first podcast for really being those connected points. I think in order for this to work, all of our organizations and facilities really have to work together and cooperate. So again, thank you to you and to USPTA for uh, really being a great partner to us. Um, let's talk about the players though. You know, uh, the tournaments, the way they might be used to seeing or playing in a tournament probably isn't going to be how it happens. So what can you say to some of the players out there about some of the things they might see that are different when they return? So great question. We really all talked about what the new norm could look like going forward uh, in this uh, COVID age, so to speak. Um, we were researching something called a VTD, and which stands for a virtual tournament desk. This is the concept of no longer having a centralized area around a physical tournament desk. But every aspect of a tournament in this VTD would be run virtually through maybe an app in your phone. This can conclude this could include the signing of waivers, uh, checking in, um, a match schedule, and even reporting scores all virtually. These safety standards, would be implemented in order to increase the level of comfort for all our players and parents. And right now, Laura, that is exactly what we need to install, instill this, this confidence. Uh, so if they come back with their child to a tournament, that these things are going to be in place. It's kind of like what we're seeing when we go to the grocery store or restaurants, you know, you don't really you do you go on your phone and you say this is the food I want and you drive up and you get your food and you leave and uh, you know it's really great to see um, how some of the adaptations that other organizations and companies have done can translate to what we do so that that's particularly exciting for me me too uh, so here's the the big question right <laughs> our Bobby Curtis uh, state championships is is really such an important event for our players. It has been around since the beginning of our history. Uh, Bobby Curtis is a legend. Uh, luckily, we were able to bring him up last fall, thank goodness, so that he could experience the tournament. Um, do you think it's possible for us to hold the event this year? And what types of things would we need to consider in order to make that happen? So... The Bobby Curtis sectional championship was scheduled for this early June, and uh, unfortunately, we had to suspend it. And it's not a cancellation at this point. It is a suspension because the Bobby Curtis, as we all know, has just such a, a rich tradition. And, and, and we love uh, running the tournament almost as much as our kids enjoy competing in it. We do. Uh, <laughs> um, so... It, going forwards, the game plan with that is looking at the third or fourth quarter uh, in order to place it. But there's a lot of things that um, that, that are going to have to happen in order to do so, uh, because we need to know where we are with the COVID and, uh, uh, and, and, and if we have spikes or what's happening. But the game plan now possibly is to put it where the Bobby Curtis doubles is in September um, and um, 
that would be wonderful we can do that. But right now, we just can't say, but keep, you know, we, we will stay in touch with everybody and let everybody know uh, what's going to happen to that. But that is the intent because we really would love to have that tournament this year. Yeah, I think that's a great message to say, you know, our intent is to do everything that we possibly can to do it, um, to have it safely. And, you know, hopefully we'll know some more in a, you know, a couple of months when we have a better picture of how things are returning and and what the, the feasibility is. So um, that excites me greatly. I love to hear that we can bring that back. It is such a, a special event and, you know, really look forward to maybe following up with you on that when we have some more information. So my most important question that I uh, kind of end every podcast with is what would you like to hear uh, mainly from our players out there uh, that would help your team plan for the return of, of local tournaments or maybe even sectional events? Well, the easy answer to that is everything. And uh, we, we, we'd like to hear um, so much from our uh, providers, our players, our, 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 our consumer uh, to hear what is important to you. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to provide a survey that you can link to under the podcast, and it would be super, super helpful for us if you would take the time to fill that out for us. <clears throat> so uh, that information coming in will help us make really good decisions. So, you know, please take some time and, and fill that out for us. And I'll give you a little bit of a plug because I know how competitive you are. So for those of you listening to your podcast, we had uh, to this podcast, we had over a thousand people respond to our adult league survey from our last episode. So um, let's see if we can get more than a thousand uh, of our players that would respond to our junior player survey here. We really do need to hear from as wide a group as possible. We realize that every area is different. So uh, you'll be able to find the link to that survey on our Facebook page uh, where you'll see the video to this podcast. And it also will be on our podcast page underneath this podcast. So Jason, thank you so much for your time today, for all of your great information and answers. I'm sure we will do this again, uh, probably in a month or so when we have some more information. But again, thank you so much for all you do. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Laura. And just want to tell all our players and, and parents out there that we miss you. We, we, we really want to get started again, but we want to do it in a really safe way. But we, we miss you a lot. Thank you, Laura. That's great. Great comment to end on. Uh, thank you to all of you who are tuning into this podcast. Again, as a reminder, please go to our Facebook page and fill out the survey. And you can also share any comments you have underneath this video on our Facebook page. And for all of the episodes of our Here to Serve podcast and to see the list for upcoming topics and dates, visit USTAflorida.com slash here to serve.